Money. Money. We money, 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 have money. to talk about money. I kind of can't wait to get over these kind of necessities, over these boring topics that you have to deal with. Like, I want this podcast to be fun. You know, I, <laughs> I want it to be inspiring and about interesting stories. And Isn't budgeting fun? <laughs> budgeting is fun in a way. Yes, we're both nerds like that, but also... <laughs> How much money do you need to survive in Berlin? Well, 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 well. Less than you need in Paris or, or London York. or New York or LA, even Austin. Less than you need in Austin, Texas. But more than you used to need just even a few years ago. Yeah. Um, obviously, startup costs, I think, are the biggest um, challenge with, I think, moving. And then, um, Figuring things out, I feel like when I first moved here, well, in that first month, I spent a lot more money than I thought I would. Of course, you know, my bike crashed or whatnot. Um, but when it comes to how much money you need to survive, I think it's really important to always consider the startup costs and always consider that things are going to go wrong. And to be fair, the more money you have, the easier your move will be, if I'm being blunt. <laughs> yeah, so startup costs, basically what you mean is one-time costs like buying furniture, which you will need to if you're moving into a regular apartment because those aren't usually rented furnished. I mean, there are furnished apartments. I think we talked about this, but the default is empty. There yeah. might be a sink, <laughs> but that's about it. And then, like you mentioned, you need to buy a bike if you didn't bring yours. What else? Um just money if things go wrong or things that you don't even rem remember that you need. <laughs> Want to remember. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, like, there was, like, a lot of just extra necessities that I didn't realize that I was going to realize. Oh, which we didn't even put into here. But, like, um, aside from groceries, you have, like, bathroom supplies or whatnot, you know. You need shower gel. You need... Well, those are ongoing basic. costs. So, yeah. we'll get to those. But, like, one-time costs that you still, like, that you need to... I guess your trip here, like even just yeah. moving costs money, right? If exactly. you bring stuff, you need to rent a car or hire a company. Yeah, and then if you don't necessarily have a place to stay just yet, you know, make sure you have enough money, not only for rent, but also if you need to get a hostel or like a hotel for a certain amount of time before then, which I was prepared to do um, at the beginning. Um, the uber or the train ride from the airport to wherever you're staying um paying for extra luggage if you need to like those types of things that you might not think about until the moment comes you know right. and then if and when you found a place not only will you have to pay rent which we'll talk about but you also usually need to pay a deposit mm -hmm. so caution in german and that's usually two to three times the monthly rent. Which is ridiculous, by the way. I still don't agree with that at all. <laughs> that is the most bizarre thing ever. How is it bizarre? I mean, they want to make sure if you trash the place. But two to three times your, like, the rent, like, you're barely surviving with the rent itself, you know? Um, so I think it's like, I, I don't know, it, it's, it's pretty wild that you, like, let's say that rent is like 800. You at least need 2,400 like euros to just find a place. And then you also have to have more money so you can pay the actual rent for the next few like months after that, you know? Because let's say that, that 2,400 was supposed to be your rent for the next three months. Now you have to wait to get another 2,400 just so you're secure for those next few months. It's true. And also, if and when you move, you will only get back your deposit after like two or three months and yes. you'll already have to pay the next one for the next place. So yes, all of these things are crazy expensive and you need to budget for them. Yes. So I would like add that as like one necessity, not only rent, but save up for a deposit yeah. <laughs> and make sure that that's a separate savings than the rent just right. because you don't really want to have that pressure. Yeah. Um, and that money is gone. Like you will get it back when you move out unless you trash the place. But, uh, I mean, essentially, it's blocked forever. For sure. Yeah. So, but today, we mostly wanted to talk about kind of the ongoing cost. Like, how much money do you need to earn, essentially? How much money do you need per month mm -hmm. to 
survive in Berlin. And we will link to some articles and guides in, on the web that have a lot of numbers because obviously it's a range for all of these, but we'll kind of try to talk from our experience and give ballpark numbers. So rent, I think, is kind of the sad story here because Berlin used to be cheap and now it is still more affordable than some other major cities in Europe, but it is expensive. It's gotten expensive. And if you live in some other really nice city like Leipzig, which is also hip and nice and big-ish, it's so much cheaper. And What's the city called? Leipzig. Not even far from here. It's like two hours from here. Oh, nice. People call it the new Berlin because lots of young people, startups, like... It, it's many people consider it like an alternative to Berlin now just because Berlin is getting so expensive. Yeah. And I know several people now who, for example, pay 600 euros for a room. And that is crazy. <laughs> that, that's just crazy. How much am I paying? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to share? <laughs> I'm paying 900 for my room. But I will say it's also including... Um, like electricity, internet, all those bills, furniture, and a housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> and a housekeeper, and you have your own bathroom. And so I have my own bathroom. When I think of a room, it's usually, you know, you're Just sharing a room. bathroom with several other people. So yours is kind of a fancy room. But still, I mean, that is crazy. So I think we explained this before. There's Kaltmieter and Warmmieter. So basically just the bare rent and then the the so like the costs that you need to pay for the house and the insurance for the house and all of those things and i mean my apartment is um 600 euros hold on i don't want to lie here um with all of that included oh my god <laughs> so the cult meter is 530 and then the nebenkosten is 115 so i pay like 640 for a 60 square meter apartment, not in the center, center, center of Berlin, but close enough. Um, and that is a deal. That's a <laughs> that is still, great deal. Yes, it's still possible to find apartments like that. And I'm not sharing this to, I don't know, may, make anyone envy, envious. I mean, it was just very, very lucky. Um, but be prepared to essentially pay that price for a room and pay twice that or even more for a 60 square meter apartment. And quick reminder for every, for people who are just tuning into this episode, where is the best place to find an apartment? Like what resources? Well, the internet, the Immobilien Scout is like the big website. And then we talked about how connections are everything and groups and all of those things. Um, yeah, we did a whole episode on how to find an apartment but you need time and energy and honestly i mean if you're just starting out you need to basically be willing to pay a little bit more mm -hmm. at least in the beginning yeah which is that's i would say goes back to that startup cost and i mean I'm, like i said i'm paying 900 euros and no that's not the ideal but i might stick with that i think i might stick with that for this first year just so I have more time to, you know, find a better solution. So, like, I would recommend if you can pay the extra money, um, it might make things easier moving here um, because you can probably find, like, the more expensive it is, the more available it's going to be. Um, and if you can just sacrifice that, then you can save and use a lot more time to find a place where your rent's going to be a lot lower. Yeah. So I would say... Budget about 600 euros for a room, budget 1,200 and up for an apartment. And also the thing is, though, that there's kind of a rule of thumb in Germany that landlords also use to make decisions, I think, that the rent should be under one-third of your salary. So if you're spending 50% of your salary on rent, obviously that's your decision, but it might be more difficult to get that apartment. If there's another applicant who has a much higher income, 
you know, like they just want to be sure that you can afford it. So like one third of your income is, I think, the rule of thumb that they usually use. Mm -hmm. So then we have the associated costs that you have with your apartment. Uh, you already mentioned you have to buy furniture in the beginning. That's a one-time thing, hopefully. But then electricity, gas, internet, and the TV tax, uh, Rundfunkbeitrag. It's not strictly speaking a tax, but it's similar. So electricity, I mean, I think it depends. You can easily calculate it on these websites like Check24 Check and Very Fox. Like there are these websites where you can compare the prices and mm -hmm. try to find like the cheapest one. And... I would recommend doing that, even though sometimes the the city, like the, the default provider is even the, the cheapest, but I would still kind of run that comparison and check. Um, also I, keep in mind for like internet, um, if you want faster internet, you're going to be paying a little bit more. Right. So just as like a quick overview, I think electricity for a two-person household would be between 50 and 60 euros a month for a one-person household, maybe around 30 to 40. Um, gas is obviously exploding in price right now. It used to be 40 per month for me. Um, and I think it's going to double now. So I think it's going to be around 80 per month. Um, and it also depends on your heating situation. So in my apartment, the heating is gas. Heating and warm water is gas. Obviously, if your heating is a different technology, then it'll be less. If your cooking is also gas, then it'll be more. So it depends, kind of. But I would say these days, probably 50 to 80 euros for gas. Internet, depending on the speed and all that, but probably around 30 euros a month. And then you have this TV tax, which every household has to pay, not every person, but every household has to pay no matter what. And it's about 18 euros a month. So are we adding all of this up? <laughs> we, should, we, should, we should be adding it up. So yeah, let's, let's put 600 for rent. Okay, so okay. You, you, you picked a room basically, or you got a really good deal. And then electricity will say... Uh, 30, we'll go with a single person here. Gas, we'll say 50. Internet, we'll say 30. TV techs, 18, or let's make it 20. Um, so that leaves us, how good is your math? Um, right now we're at 740. All right. Next, phone bill, which by that you meant... Uh, like your cell phone, right? Yes. Actually, I'm sorry. It was 730. I just had to <laughs> <laughs> clarify. I trusted you. <laughs> bad, bad decision. This is 730. Because <laughs> I know what someone <laughs> listening and <laughs> being like, wait, you messed that up. <laughs> they got 10 euros for free. They're like, oh, I have 10 euros left <laughs> yeah, over. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. 730. Phone bill, it um, really depends on if you are crazy like Jay and you go yeah. to Deutsche Telekom and get the most expensive hey, one. Hey, that was temporary. Now we're on Kongstar. Right, now we're on Kongstar. I pay like 20 euros a month. Great. Yeah, we talked about that already. I think, yeah, you can spend anywhere between 10 and 100 euros a month, but I think 20 is mm -hmm. a good number. So let's, let's make it 20. So that puts us at 750. Banking, <laughs> we had a wonderful episode. Uh, and it should be free most of the time, depending on the bank you go with. Um, there's definitely free options um, that we mentioned, or if not, it's around 10 euros a month, probably. Insurances. Um, so you need health insurance. It's actually illegal. So I think there's a little bit of a misunderstanding. It's not that you're automatically insured in Germany or that it's impossible not to be insured. Mm -hmm but rather it's illegal not to be insured. So you can, by essentially lying or tricking, end up in a situation where you're not insured, um, but you can actually be fined for that because... Must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean... I would rather be forced to get insurance than, than in America where they really don't care at all. Right, right. The system <laughs> is much better than the American one. 
it could still be better um, because it's unfortunate. I think there's like around 1% of people who aren't insured, even though they should be. And that can obviously lead to very unfortunate situations. Mm -hmm. But definitely don't get yourself in a situation where you are one of these people. Definitely, definitely, definitely get health insurance. There are these kind of like health insurances for expats that you can get when you just get here that cover like the bare minimum that you need for your visa and stuff. But as soon as you have a job, you should go into like the public health insurance system. And it it kind of feels like it's free because you never see the money, but it's obviously not free. So it's basically the system is if you're employed, the 50 the the system is 50-50. So your employer pays 50% and you pay 50%. And how much you pay depends on your salary. But overall, it is like once you actually see and understand the number, you're like, oh, that's how much I pay for health insurance. Like it's several hundred euros every month that you pay. It just doesn't feel like it because you, you never see that n- number really. I mean, you see it on your salary slip. So but, if insurance is like total 300, then you'll be paying 150. Right. And those 150 are deducted from, from your, your salary. salary. So you don't, then they never touch your bank account. Yeah. What is in the, like, if you're to have like a specific number for average, what's the average that's typically deducted from? Well, there's a good website called Brutto Netto Rechner, and it helps you basically see if, for example, you sign a work contract and they tell you, okay, your salary will be, let's say, 2,500 euros per month. Then you have to add some additional information like your Steuerklasse, which if you're not married and just like, yeah, you can look up the different Steuerklasse, but like the default is one. Um, and you live in Berlin, and let's say, how old are you? Let's say 24. 24. Wow, that's young. You're 24 years old, you don't have any children, Thank you. Uh, then you can kind of get the calculation. And so it says 2,500 on your work contract, but you end up getting 1,726 euros. What? And then you can see where all that number, all that money goes. So 265 euros is tax. And then 232 euros is uh, pension insurance. And 30 euros is unemployment insurance. And then 200, about 250 euros is the health insurance and Pflegeversicherung, which is similar. It's if you, if you need... Um, basically a caretaker. So 250 euros. So that means that it's actually 500 euros that you're paying, except half of it is paid by your employer and half of it is paid by you. That's a lot. And that is like, if your salary is higher than that, it'll be much more because the percentage that you pay out of your salary for health insurance goes up the more you earn, which is fair. So yes, health insurance, it's, I mean, we're not really, I think, budgeting for it here because it just gets deducted from your salary anyway. But, but definitely keep that in mind because now I'm thinking about my own budget. I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> yes, I think to... the big difference to some other countries is that the, the, the salary that's on your work contract is not the salary, nowhere near the salary that you will receive every month mm-hmm. because we do pay a lot of taxes and we have the system where the health insurance gets deducted right away. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are self-employed or not employed, then you need to pay health insurance yourself. And honestly, it's a little bit out of my wheelhouse. It gets more complicated. If you're unemployed and you receive benefits, then the state pays for it, I think. Don't quote me on this, but pretty much. And if you are self-employed, you need to pay for it yourself. And it is a lot of money. Like I think one of the biggest hurdles to becoming self-employed in, in Germany is this health insurance. And one of the main reasons many people try to at least have like a part-time job as an employee 
is because then the health insurance is taken care of. If you are 100% self-insured and you need to pay it yourself, that is a big chunk of your income that you pay. That you're paying. And does self-employed also mean like a freelancer as well? If that's all you do, yes, then yeah. you're self-employed. Absolutely. Gotcha. And then there's liability insurance. That's really the only other one that you really need. It's not, you're not legally, it's not like health insurance where you, where it's illegal not to have it, but it can basically destroy you if you don't have it. If you have like one major accident that you caused somehow, so you need to get it and it's only five euros a month or 10 euros a month. So you should get it. So taxes we talked about, those are deducted mostly from your salary. You still need to do a, uh, you still need to do your taxes. And usually if you're employed, you get some money back. You could also end up paying, depends on your situation. And yeah, insurances, it depends. But if you're employed, it's relatively simple. This is a small tangent, but can you talk about church tax? Because yes. that was such a interesting thing for me to hear about. Yes, that is... Curious. So basically, in Germany, if you are a member of the church, the Christian Catholic Church, then, and I think the Protestant Church as well, I'm really no expert on this because I left the church when I was 18. <laughs> but basically, um, the, the, the state, even though we have a separation of church and tax, the state basically then deducts a church tax from your salary and it goes to the church. And the way it is uh, calculated is, uh, I don't have the exact rule in front of me, but we can in this, in this calculator that I mentioned, we can just say, yes, I am in the church. And then we will see how much you end up paying I also um, heard from like a friend that like even if you don't go to church, unless you like state that you are leaving the church, then they're going to keep deducting it from right. You. And right. then they also said that it's also difficult to like like they don't make it easy. No, no, you need to make an leave. appointment to yeah. leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's easy to join the church. When it's it's like any contract. It's like any any subscription, you know, that you pay for. It. Yeah, that's so crazy to me. <laughs> like, like yes. Uh, so in our example, if you earn 2,500, then the church tax is around 24 euros a month. So it's, it's it's not crazy, you know, but it's uh, definitely money that you're paying. And if you're if you want to leave the church, then you will stop paying this. Um, it's a it's a curious system, totally. Mm, but yeah, we should mention it. Um, yeah, you need to budget for it if you want to be in the church. So then we have transportation, which is. It obviously depends on how you like to get around town. We talked about bicycles and we talked about how much it costs to buy a bike and you should probably budget for bike repairs and stuff. Then there is public transportation, which in Berlin is run by the BVG, the Berliner Verkehrsgesellschaft. And right now, as we record this in June 2022, there is this nine euro ticket yeah. that was decided by the government. So for three months in June, July, and August of 2022, you can get a ticket for nine euros and use the public transport anywhere in Germany. But that is a very special thing and a special deal. And normally a ticket for the zones A and B in Berlin, a monthly ticket is 86 euros. And a monthly ticket makes sense, I think, if you use the subway four or five days a week, two ways, basically. I, I think that's, we. you know, you can look at the prices and, and calculate if it makes sense for you. It never made sense for me personally, because I always use my bike unless it's really raining. Um, but yeah, many people get the monthly ticket and it's like 86 euros. And I mean... You can do this. I can't legally recommend it. But if you don't want to pay for a ticket, 
just make sure that you budget for the possibility of getting caught not paying for a ticket. And that fee is generally around 60 euros. Yes, not a good strategy though in the long run because even if you come out ahead <laughs> by, uh, by not paying, um, first of all, you will live in a constant state of fear, which is really not <laughs> worth it. And secondly, it's not that you can... Um, the reason why you could even come out ahead is because in Berlin, you can just get on the subway without showing a ticket. Like there's no system mm -hmm. like in many other cities where you need to go through some kind of uh, entrance and show your ticket. But if you get caught, I think three times in a row, then it's like an actual uh, criminal offense. And you then have to pay much more and could potentially go to prison if you can't pay, which is insane and needs to be changed. But there are literally people in jail for like two, three months at a time because they didn't have a ticket. Um, and it's it's a horrible system because it obviously disappropriately <laughs> or literally only affects people who can't pay for tickets. Yeah. And I think transportation is kind of a human right. I don't know if it's literally a human right, but getting around your own city should be possible for everyone, even if they can't afford the ticket. But that's just me. I mean, there's also yeah some, some initiatives that basically want to make public transport within the city ticketless to where the, where the costs are covered by taxes and everybody can just use public transport. I think that is a good idea and we should go in that direction. But currently, you do need to buy a ticket, and it's about three euros for a single ticket and about 90 euros for a month ticket. And if you get caught, it's 60 euros, and then a lot of trouble if you get caught several times. So just don't do it, I think. One thing that I added to our transportation was like getting a Uber or like a rideshare. Yes. Um, generally, The ride shares here are pretty reasonably priced. I mean, they average from as low as three euros to like as high as like 12 euros. And this is not sponsored, but there's a really great app. It's called Bolt. And Bolt is just like another ride share. There's like free now or whatnot. But Bolt is by far the cheapest. Really? Like, like every ride I've gotten is like three to four euros. And they're always having like promotions or whatnot. Um, so I definitely recommend getting Bolt. Um, it's a really good, good thing. And we'll have it in the show notes because I think like if you're invited to it, you also get like, I think like a promotion as well. Okay. Um, but I would average, I mean, like I average personally 30 to 50 euros just for like ride shares or whatnot. Um, just because there's, you know, nights if you're going out or whatnot where it's rainy or you don't really want to get uh, the tram or you don't want to walk or whatnot. So I just have like a little bit security in that sense. Interesting. Yeah. I almost never use these services because if it's raining or I'm with a group, I usually use car sharing, which there's also a million companies now. The one that I usually go with because it's fully electric is WeShare. Um, and it's like not cheap. It's around... Uh, it's somewhere between 20 and 30 cents per minute. So if you're just doing it in instead of uh, public transport, then it will, you know, the it, it will be a lot of money. But sometimes, especially if you're in a group, if you're like three or four people and you just need to go across town, it could actually be cheaper. And obviously, if, it, if it's raining, it's easier. And also, there are these scooters now, electric scooters like Emmy and Felix and Tier. So I often use those. Those cost the same more or less than the cars, but you don't need to find parking. So in the end, it's usually cheaper because you can just, you know, leave it on the sidewalk. Um, and so, yeah, those are all good options if you have a license. And yeah, those are things that you need to budget for but i would say yeah what, what's a good average for like transportation if you're using some kind of mix between all of these things i would say average at least probably 60 to 70 euros yeah um a month and the good news is it's like if you don't use all that at the month you can like carry that over to like the next yeah. month or whatnot but i think just to be more secure and for you to have that freedom and flexibility if you all of a sudden do want to get um a train ticket or you do want to use like a ride sharing thing, then you're a lot more secure. 
makes sense. And then don't 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 get your own car in Berlin. I mean, if you really really need to because you have a family or you need to travel outside of Berlin all the time, obviously look into it. But it's really expensive and difficult and a hassle to have a car in Berlin. And unless this is another tangent, you're getting a Vespa. The Vespas are good, and you can you can lease them. And if you like. It will be cheaper to lease a, a Vesper or like an electric Vesper mm-hmm. um, than using these electric scooters. I'm not talking about the little scooters that you stand on, like an electric Vesper. Yeah. If you do that like every day, all the time, then it's probably cheaper just to lease one and just to have one. Totally. So transportation, uh, we're putting 70 euros yeah, in our yes. calculation. So groceries, groceries, I, you can save a lot of money by going to the discount supermarkets. I always kind of, it's weird. I always kind of forget it. And every time I, I go to too. Lidl, first of all, I'm like blown away by how many vegan products they have these days and like how, because in my childhood, these kind of Aldi, Lidl, Penny supermarkets were like a little dirty always and a little like you really felt like okay i know yeah. why it's cheaper like <laughs> it's like a walmart if you're from america <laughs> but worse <laughs> but, worse. but now it's not like that anymore like they're really they're actually really they, nice they're pretty nice they like they save money on like having very little staff like if you need help if you need someone to point you to the right aisle forget it there's no one and if you see someone they're just rushing by you like there's very little staff and the products, like they have a lot of like no name products and copies of products and stuff like that. And it's not as fancy kind of in terms of the interior design than Reva and stuff like that. But yeah, they're much cheaper and the products are often very good. So is Lidl a discount? Lidl. So the big discounters are Lidl, Aldi, Netto, Netto, Penny. I think Lidl and Aldi are like the good ones, like the mm fancier ones and then penny and netto still feel still have that very they do there's one right by my place and it's very hit or miss on the products yeah that you get there but Lidl, man i was surprised like they also have like an online shop and i (laughs) really (laughs) little tangent here but i recently bought a electric grill for the for like the, my balcony <laughs> and i i did some research and the best one is made and sold by Lidl and oh, you can wow. only get it online and i bought it and it's great and it was super cheap and so yeah i yeah. i've <laughs> com- I converted and then the other ones are Riva, Riva, Edeka, Kaufland, Kaufland, Kaufland and then bio market uh the B- well yeah bio. so their bio is like organic uh, bio means organic, and mm-hmm. then there's Bioland, which is one of the like organic super mm-hmm. organic food supermarkets. There's some other ones. Um, yeah, those will be basically the most expensive. So like Rewe, yeah. Edeka, Kaufland, those are like normal. And then if you go to these organic uh, food supermarkets like Bioland and what's the other one called? Can't remember now. But I mean, you can tell. And also vegans. So I would yeah. also just say that it really does depend on your lifestyle and your eating habits that um, will determine how much you need to budget for. Um, I was budgeting 150 euros and that seemed to not be enough um, just because I'm now eating more at home than I am mm-hmm. eating out. Um, so now I raised my budget to 200 euros. Um, and... That's not including like getting all organic or whatnot. You know, yeah, yeah. I've been like kind of just switching back and forth. Um, but then also keep in mind that not like your start, this is this grocery still counts as like a startup cost, you know, because not all groceries you're going to be getting every single time. Let's say that you're getting like butter or like olive oil or whatnot, you're not going to have to. But they run out. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah they, Definitely do, but like, I mean, depending on how much you use, you're not going to be getting it every single time you go out to the grocery store. True. But I think 200 is a good number. Um, It really depends. I mean, yeah, I mean, I used to never cook and basically just go out to eat all the time. And that obviously is much more expensive. Like you save on the groceries, but you, (laughs) the next category will be more. But if you have like a healthy mix of cooking, 
quite a lot, like maybe one meal on average per day and then going out or one to two meals and then going out, um, 200 euros is probably a good average and you can spend less if you really try to stretch that money. So right now we are, and this is excluding the insurance that will be deducted. We're at a thousand thirty euros so far. That's good. So then and let's add eating out, which you like. I think I would still con- consider that a necessity because there's no way to live in Berlin and never go out. Exactly. Obviously, you can really make a difference in terms of how often you go out to eat. But I would say, I mean, twice a week, I would really say is a necessity. Like, does anybody go out? Less than twice a week? No. Am I just crazy? Because I feel like I go out. I go out a lot. One, once to twice per day. Yeah, no, that's what I was about to say. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I go out probably, and I would say for eating out, I mean, like, don't don't limit yourself. Be realistic. You're new to a, a city. You're going to be meeting people, and the best way to meet people, you know, is by going out. You're not going to be cooking for your friends all the time, unless you're that type of person. Um. I budget 150 euros a month for eating out because that is, well, one of my biggest priorities. Well, I budget maybe 80 to 150 euros. It does range a lot. Okay. But Um, hey, let's say, okay, let's say three times a week. And let's say you're spending 15 euros on average because you're getting a meal and a drink each time. And there are 4.3 weeks per month on average. So that's three times 4.3 times 15 euros that is 193 euros so let's let's put 200 euros for eating out and obviously like you know there's some opportunity to save money here but i just think it's realistic because you make friends like even if you really want to save money and stuff you make friends and if you have a job you will go out with your colleagues like it's just you're gonna go and eat yeah and why limit yourself you know don't be a person that says no the person says, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. And there's so many good restaurants. Yes. Overall, this is really... I'm still surprised. Like, Berlin is getting so expensive. But then we're right in the center of Berlin right now. And there are some restaurants here where you still have the lunch menu. And it's like eight euros for yeah, the lunch menu. Yeah, actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing that I just wrote down was ATM fees. Because every body loves to use cash here for some reason. Um, and even though I thought like Europe was a lot more like card friendly, like most of the places that I have been to um, require cash. And thankfully my bank, I have like free withdrawals, but not every bank does or every bank is like limited. So you may be only get three free withdrawals. So if you're constantly like going out to eat or whatnot, you're going to need cash. Yes, I would still suggest... Don't budget for ATM fees. Just pick a bank where it's free. <laughs> um, but yeah, we talked about that in the banking episode. I mean, yeah, just try to avoid those fees. But we can add. I don't know how much do you spend on ATM fees. You don't. You I mean, don't because you get the platinum any. card. As yeah, we all I know. <laughs> but I would just say, I mean, like I don't know how much a fee, but like maybe like three euros. So I mean, if you're getting money out out each week, I would say maybe just. 12 to 20 euros. Let's just put 20. Well, if you, if you have these this limit on free withdrawals, just make sure you get enough to, you know, not yeah, have to pay last. these fees. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so where are we? Cuz this is I think the end of our necessities yes. list. We still have some non-essentials that you should budget for, but so on average we're at around 1200 euros. Um and then if you're can Thinking about health insurance, then you're going to want to be mindful of that. So maybe 1,400 euros goes to like all like essentials. Yeah. So that feels right to me. I think if you have 1,200 euros available per month, you can comf- comfortably live in Berlin. And I think you can obviously get away or get by with less. And for example, I mean, we can just look at the Hartz IV Satz. So basically the amount of money you get from the state if you are unemployed and it is currently 450 euros. Um, That doesn't include rent because rent will be paid and doesn't include insurance and those things. But basically everything like groceries and things like that, you will have to pay from that. And that is 
obviously the absolute absolute bare minimum and some people say it's really below the minimum and it should be higher um, but yes i would say a thousand two hundred euros you can comfortably get by with well if we said 600 for the room so that basically leaves you with more or less this minimum so i i, I think a thousand two hundred is realistic but much less than that you'll be in trouble mm -hmm. if you have more than that then great you can kind of have Lucky better you. quality of life Non-essentials, things you might want to spend money on every month on top of this. Uh, one thing that I saw that I didn't even think about on, on this website all about Berlin that we mentioned before is costs if you have a dog because you have to pay uh, insurance and a dog tax and obviously you get need to get food and stuff like that. So it's at least 50 euros a month to have a dock that you should budget for. And then you wrote down going out, something yeah. that I'm now too old for and don't know <laughs> anything about. How much is it to go out? I mean, club entry ranges from 10 to 20 euros. Um, that's, that's still that's still pretty cheap, right? I, I bet you yeah, it's more expensive. I mean, it is, but it can add up. You know, I think that's the issue. Because like, let's say you're going out to a club Friday and Saturday, you know, and that's already maybe 10 to 20. And then you're doing that each weekend. That can get you up to like 120 euros or whatnot. Um, music events depends on where you're going to, but that may be 10 to 20 euros, depending on what type of music event you're going yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about concerts, concerts, yeah, that's are, it's much more. I mean, yeah. small bands would be 30 euros, big bands, 100 yeah. or more euros. And then just other activities, I don't know, maybe rock climbing or like swimming or whatnot. Um, that will probably be much cheaper, like maybe going to like a museum or whatnot. I think I, on average, I would at least budget maybe 100 euros for just going out a month. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and really that just depends on your lifestyle. Yeah, but I would set aside like 100 euros for like fun money just to spend on the city. You can there's a lot of opportunity to save money just by for example figuring out what days are free for museums, mm -hmm. which there are days and sometimes clubs have if you if you get there early, it might be cheaper, things like that. And there's also so many free events and free places that you can have a good time at in Berlin. I mean, you mentioned parks before we started recording, but there's also like parties and stuff that are just free. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, but it's it's nice to have some money set aside for just fun. How much is your budget for drinks? Uh, I don't drink. Uh, it's just part of my fun fun money. I mean, I have cocktails uh, every now and then, and I would say a good at a good cocktail bar, it's. It's about Eight, 10 euros yeah. Yeah, for, for like a good drink. But you can also get a beer at a Späti for two euros. Yeah, I would maybe budget once again 100 euros for drinks because <laughs> I like to go out. So I'm, uh, All right. And then um, for the gym um, or like sports, um, On average, what I've been seeing is like, depending on where you want to go, like if you're going to like a McFit, you can maybe pay 15 to 20 euros. If you're going to someplace like John Reed, you can be paying up to 40 euros. Mm -hmm. So I would say maybe just budget around 35 euros for a gym if that is important to you. Um, and then clothes and shopping. That's one of my favorite things to do. That so depends on the kind of person you are, right? Like how, how much... Do you need? And there's also, I mean, really good ways to buy secondhand clothes, like the flea markets. And there's this app now, Vinted, that you can really cheaply buy secondhand clothes. But 
I don't know how much do how much money do you spend? I hate going shopping. Like this is really to my advantage. Like I only do it when I'm forced to. I really need something new. Yeah, like it really does depend. Like I I have periods where I go shopping where I just collect a lot of clothes, and then like I don't go shopping again for like a very long time because I'm like I have my like style or whatnot. But like I would say maybe very small, maybe like fifty euros. It just really does depend on your shopping style or whatnot. I'm yeah. not one that likes to go shopping that much but like if you see something that you like you know treat yourself so <laughs> treat yourself I say 50 the subline of this podcast <laughs> treat yourself okay so let's put 50 and I, I I mean I agree I feel like the the money that like clothes cost are more or less the same in many countries mm -hmm. like even in lower income countries if you go to like a mall and you go to an H&M M, it's like, oh, the price is pretty much the same mm -hmm. and the same with like higher income countries. And since Germany is a higher income country, it's not, it's not going to be that big of your budget unless you're like, you know, a fashionista and you want yeah. new stuff all the time. Plus there's places like Primark where you can get pretty don't, fairly. Don't buy it Primark or Primark or whatever it's called. They're evil. They're they're really trying to whitewash their Im image now, but they're, <laughs> they're pretty bad. I think I'm kind of guilty that my entire outfit <laughs> is from there. This episode not sponsored by Primark. <laughs> That's a yeah. fair point. I mean, there's cheap places, but yeah, I would obviously recommend secondhand mm -hmm. over these like super cheap clothes stores. And last but not least, we have traveling. It's not Which really part of is not, living yeah. in Berlin, right? But I guess if you move to Berlin, especially from abroad, you want a budget for traveling around Germany. Yes, because that was one thing I did forget to budget for. And now, like, I don't feel like I'm stuck in Berlin, but, like, definitely it's going to take me a minute before I, like, save up some money to, like, just, like, go to, like, a different city or whatnot, especially now there's, like, a nine euro ticket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the thing is that, unfortunately, we have a good network of trains and a good system. I mean, it could be better, and Switzerland mm -hmm. laughs at us for having such a bad system, but then <laughs> compared to some other countries, it's it's pretty good, but it's expensive. Like, mm -hmm. if you want to go to Munich uh, from Berlin on short notice, so let's say we decided, hey, Let's go to Munich this weekend, so tomorrow. Um, and we want to obviously take a fast train, right? We want to take the ICE. So one way just to go there would be almost 200 euros, 170 euros. And it can be much, much cheaper. Just if to go? Just to That's go. That's one way. Just one way oh on the God. train, Munich, Berlin, Berlin, Munich. It's four and a half hours and it's 172 euros. And there's tons of ways to make that cost go down. The first and foremost is to be early. Like you can book these tickets up to three months in advance and you can get tickets for 20 or 30 euros. And then you can get a bond card, which is this yearly subscription where you then get 25 or 50% of a discount or 100, but that's really expensive. Um, and then there are some alternatives. So Flixbus, which is this long distance mm. bus company that is incredibly cheap, they now have trains to Flix train. And basically their trains are the old trains that the bond doesn't use anymore and they paint them green and they just run them and they're super, super cheap usually even if you're booking kind of short term. Um, so there are ways to get around cheaper, especially if you're willing to sit on buses or to take these less than fancy trains. But in many other cases, or ride shares are a good, um, a good way as well to get around. So there are cheaper methods, but yeah, the regular trains can get really expensive. And I mean, it really depends on what you want to do, but it's not so cheap to get around Germany. So maybe budget? I mean, really depending on what you're doing. Well, let's let's say you want to take one trip every month yeah. to like one other city to like discover, you know, the rest of Germany. Mm -hmm. I would say budget 300 euros for like one weekend trip per... per 
month. So where does that all leave us for these non-essentials? Okay, in total we have like around 1,800, 1,900 euros. For non-essentials we have around 635. So average 600 to like 700 for non-essentials and once again that's very 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 optional and very dependent on your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But I I thought it was a good exercise to go through all of these categories and try to find a number because often I hear from people who are thinking about going to Berlin or to Germany in general and it's really hard for them to place these numbers or yeah. to get an idea of how much it could cost. Mm-hmm. So I thought like this was probably a little bit boring overall, but really, hopefully thought, helpful. I'm a nerd, so I thought this was so much fun. <laughs> also, not sponsored again. If you guys need a great budgeting app, we recommend you need a budget.com. <laughs> Ynap for short. Um they are a great budgeting system um in which I've been using them for like almost a year now and it has really helped me not really be worried about my money and like how I'm spending it as well. Yeah, I also got really into Wineapp recently. I mean it's super super nerdy and most people probably roll their eyes at us, but I agree like basically what we just did like actually going through the categories and budgeting for it doing that actually in like a piece of software First of all it's kind of fun and it just gives you that peace of mind like yes you know I've I've covered these expenses so now I can actually spend the rest on going out or buying clothes or whatever because you kind of have an overview and if you're just guessing and hoping that it'll work out it you know can end up unfortunately and also like there's we talked a little bit about how like German Germany doesn't have like this whole credit card culture where people get credit cards early on and then spend you know money on credit cards that they don't have but there's these startups now and these companies like Klarna I don't know if you've seen that like often oh, online yeah. you can pay with Klarna and they have this option to like pay it later pay it in six months whatever yeah. pay it in in installments don't do it like this will just get you into trouble and we talked unless to, you are great at budgeting and you're great unless you're great but even then like do you really want to like give like basic because it's basically a loan it's basically you know you're taking a loan from a from a private company and then if you for, even if you have the money if you forget to pay it or something goes wrong then that will mess with your shufa which we already discussed mm-hmm. is very important when getting an apartment and many other things and i would just say in general like figure out your finances budget conservatively make sure you don't spend more than you have because yeah that could really get you into trouble in the long run 